Hello, everyone, and welcome to issue number 130 of the Bad Cody Funky Podcast. Tonight, we'll dive into the newest addition to the DC animated movie lineup, Gotham by Gaslight. We'll also talk about the recently released Oscar nominations. We're talking predictions, snubs, maybe some gossip we'll see, and more. But before we dive into that, let's see who has survived the battle royale that has happened last week. As always, we have Dave the Bearded Menace. I can't cast that here. Dot Chris. Uh, it's ye oldie jo- dot Chris uh, tonight. Ye, Thank you. Ye oldie. Yeah, ye oldie. Nice. Nice. Europe's changed you, man. That's what happens. I changed it too, <laughs> so don't worry about that. Oh, good, good. Uh, TV's Casey. Hey. Jay's Mac. I thought this was cartoon Sherlock. <laughs> close. Close. So close. Uh, and I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Now that we've gotten all that business out of the way, um, gentlemen, what happened this week? So first, I want to bring up the I Kill Giants trailer. Yeah, that, uh, that was a surprise when I was eating breakfast this morning. Yeah, right? Like, I didn't expect any of that to kind of hit yet. I know, like, it's coming out soon or whatever with, um, it's probably going to hit the, the film festivals first. But, like, it feels like one of those movies that was never just going to happen. Um, yeah. And it's something, actually, that was, I think, one of our first comic book clubs, too, is when we it was. read yeah, I that Kill was, Giants. Yeah, that was your choice, too. Yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic book. If you haven't read it, please huh. just go you know find it. Well, at this point, I don't know if you want to go read it yet or not. I make it, this is my recommendation. Yeah. Either read it or don't. But whatever you do, don't read anything about it. Right. Because okay. you you need to either go in blind to the book or blind to the movie. Because any knowledge of what it's about is going to kill it for you. Yeah. Interesting. You know, that... So- it's an emotional roller coaster. This yeah. you gotta prepare huh. yourself. This trailer took me by surprise pretty hard today because I've never heard of this at all uh, in my life. So I'm gonna go in completely blind, Casey, and probably watch the movie. At a boy. There we go. I won't read a thing about it. I'll probably forget about it. I thought it was gonna so. be a movie about surfing. <laughs> Kill giants, bro. <laughs> but <laughs> I uh, like Gresham giants. <laughs> That uh, then I watched the trailer and I was uh, I was mistaken. So that's on <laughs> you me. thought it was a sequel to Chasing Mavericks. Yeah, uh, or Riding Aww. Giants. Oh Aww. yeah, gnarly. That's unfortunate. But yeah, no, <laughs> the the trailer looks pretty interesting. Um, nothing is really spoiled in it. I'll say no. Have having read the book and know kind of like what's going on in it ultimately, they kept it very vague and actually it kind of disconcerns me a little bit that it's like. So I don't want to say anymore. I don't. I this is like the one thing I don't want to like ruin for. Like I'll spoil anything else in the world, but I just don't want to spoil this. Um, so I, I'll say read the book. It's awesome. It's it's super easy to read. It's great. It's got a great manga style to it. Um, and the writer on it was great. Dave, what else you got? So we also got a taste of the um, Pacific Rim two. Um, Electric. Boogaloo. So Electric <laughs> Yeah. So this trailer did show us a bit more, and I think it was a bit spoilery, like very spoilery. Super actually. spoilery. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we know who John Boyega's dad is. That doesn't ma- that doesn't matter too much. At least we know who like the main that character's parent is. That bothers me a lot. But they're has... un but they're uncanceling the apocalypse. Yay. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, it's 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 uh, like that doesn't bother me as much as finally seeing like a robot fight spoiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, that that bothered me. I almost threw my phone across the room. I was like, "What?" 
robots. Like, don't get me wrong. I've been waiting for a giant robot fight. I wanted to see this movie because it had robots and monsters. And the next step would have been a Gundam movie. But this is the closest we're going to get. Well, and now knowing there's going to be a robot fight is cool, but I would have rather seen that in the movie. You know, Didn't you, you see that point, in the last... Wait, wasn't that in the last trailer? Yeah, that was the last trailer. Yeah, the robot fight. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Give I'm pretty sure that backstory, but, we're like, not going to be disappointed. Think about yeah. how many monster versus robot fight. Like, what percentage yeah, of the yeah, first yeah. one was just rock'em, sock'em robots? It was like... There was basically only one third of the movie was actually plot, and the rest of the two thirds was just a right. huge smackdown. Yeah, and so yeah, and it was it fantastic for, for it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it it looked like the it, the one of the the kaiju had little robot armor on it. Did you not get that out of that? No. Like that, that it had like the, its hands were like weird, creepy, crawly hands. <laughs> that is I so thought awesome. I saw. So I was just like, <laughs> I was like, are they? Are He's the trying kaijus? to blend in. Getting armor is that like that's what it looked like to me. I only watched it once because I didn't really care to watch it twice. But that's the impression that I got out of it. So it's either really bad robot design or something even more spoilery than than initially thought. Hmm. Um, well, it could have been they Voltron up, right? That would have really ruined it for you. <laughs> I feel like they're gonna do that anyways. They're, they're, yeah. You know they're gonna the the baddies are Voltroning. They're gonna Voltron. I'm they're all different colors, man. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Voltron. Yeah, <laughs> they are different colors. Uh, Casey, what do you got? Uh, what do I got? Ready Player One. All right. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a new featurette slash trailer type thing uh, that's out. It starts out as this whole sort of nice little retrospective on uh, Spielberg's career. Um. Which is cool. You get little snippets of Back to the Future. You get Jurassic Park. Jaws. Um, yeah. Jaws. Yeah. Gremlins. I mean, the Don't get Gremlins. Gremlins. Oh, the, yeah. the, I yeah. mean, Spielberg is a veritable who's who of some of the greatest films ever made, especially greatest films ever made in the 1980s. Mm. Um, and then you get narration by Spielberg himself talking about what it's like working with Ernest Klein, the author of the book. And then the same trailer again that we had seen previously. They showed some more. There's some, there's some new stuff in there. It felt yeah. really, it felt really the same. To well, me. sure. I yeah. mean, I'm still as excited to see this movie as I was since I heard about it being made, and since I read the book after getting it in a loot crate. <laughs> like yeah. I imagine, I think Greg did too. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't read it. I got the, uh, I tried to read it, and I don't, I don't like reading. Uh, but I got the audio book, and I, I listened to that, and that was he'd, narrated he'd by none other, other than Will Vice President Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> Reading gives Greg headaches. Oh, Will Wheaton also gives Greg headaches, but I made it through that one. <laughs> That's a double whammy. <laughs> Will Wheaton. It's one for each lobe. Yeah. Will Wheaton. One for each hemisphere. Uh, but yeah, that's it about that. Still jazzed. Still yeah. excited. If yeah. anybody can make this nostalgia-driven novel work on the big screen, it's got to have that Spielberg magic. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I didn't... I, I, must have not been paying too close attention to the last trailer because I didn't realize that when they're in the Oasis of so the virtual reality world, they're all computer generated, which is right. fucking oh, yeah. rad. I love that. Next up, they announced a Muddy Ducks TV show is in the works. Now, this is a surprise to me. Like, I yeah. like, yeah, so please elaborate so that's all they've said so far they haven't said <laughs> if it's a they haven't said if it's a reboot a prequel a sequel what they haven't said that a continuation of the cartoon from the 90s oh, i wish i wanted it to be dude 
Yeah, with Ian Ziering as the uh, the main duck. Yep, Steve. From <laughs> you know what Royal. they should do yeah. is if they are creating a new Mighty Ducks movie, just have the original cast. Just, just well, give here's, us the original cast. Here's Don't what I really Jackson want. And Emilio Estevez. Yeah. I, I really Thompson. want it to be a sequel. And I really want Joshua Jackson's character to just go the way of Gordon Bombay. And it, like, it starts off with him in a, like a DUI. Yeah. And like, like, I just want to rehash all that same shit. It's just you have this perspective of being on the other side from fucking Charlie. That would yeah. be great. It's literally just the exact same movie with Joshua Jackson's GG'd <laughs> over Emilio Estevez. I would love that. I would, I would absolutely. Emilio Estevez is Hans. <laughs> this is the distraction. This is the fire in a barrel. This is the distraction and a fire in a barrel. Any questions? <laughs> so good. So good. But they haven't said much more uh, than that. I mean, it could be anything at, the, at this point. It, prequels are certainly popular still. And now we're getting a lot of those. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of like. 80s theme things right too so i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens but that i thought that was super exciting i thought it was really cool I, I love muddy ducks um, we're going to go ahead over to casey with the last Quack. little bit of news so in a couple of months action comics 1000 finally hits your wednesday scheduled comic book drops mm -hmm. this is huge uh yeah. there's not a lot of comic books out there that have reached over a thousand issues Mm -hmm. The only one I can think of is probably 2000 AD, which is the European publication that publishes Judge Dredd, although that comes uh -huh. out weekly, so it's kind of a cheat, I guess. But in terms of every month since, you know, July or August of 1938, Action Comics has delivered you 20 pages of the Big Blue Boy Scout Superman. And now, to herald in this 80-year anniversary, he's got his red underwear Back on the outside where it belongs. Yeah. I, I'm so excited. It's been, what, <laughs> seven years in the making? It's been a while. It's been a while uh, since he's done We this. talked about this a little before the show where, you know, we've got classic Superman in the mix on occasion alongside the new one who was still rocking some red trunks for a bit. But they have largely been missing for a while. Like, he doesn't have it in the cartoons anymore and yeah. a couple yeah. other animated features. Uh... But it's a good return to form for DC, who seems to be doing everything right uh, in this year, unlike yeah. Marvel, who is kind of slogging along still. But there's a lot of cool stuff with Superman happening, too. Other than the giant oversized Action 1000 issue, they're doing a big uh, hardcover that reprints maybe like 15, 20 issues of Action Comics over its entire course of publication, uh, plus a never-before-seen story by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, the guys who created him. So, hmm. pretty neat stuff that they're churning out for, for the big guy. Yeah. But I know here at the BCF podcast, we're just concerned with the underwear. Yeah, the underwear. I'm glad it's back. <laughs> I mean... I'm always concerned about the underwear. Yeah. 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 Um, well, they got rid of it. Like, they did that for Batman, too. Like, that... I know it's a callback to, like, the old-fashioned, like, strong men, and that's why they superheroes have that on there. But it really just breaks up the color of their costume, too. It just, like, makes it a little more visually interesting. And Dave really likes that. It brings your eye down to the groin level. Yep. Also, yeah, it's a little it, bullseye, like, right there. Just, <laughs> it would have been useful I mean, to distract are... against the mustache that he had, you know? The CG upper lip. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we're not talking about that. Um, speaking of undies on superheroes, let's jump right into our main section. 
of the podcast. One of the one of the first subjects we're going to be talking about. Batman Gotham by Gaslight is the new um, Herald title from the DC animated um, feature studio, I guess you would call it. This was not something that I thought they would do because although the creator of the or was he the he was the artist right Casey the artist of the original source material is responsible for Hellboy this was written in like 1988-89 or was at least yeah. published in 89 and was only a single issue hmm. yeah it was an oversized one shot yeah uh, like what 48 pages nothing yeah. too huge you know complete story concise uh but also notably the first Elseworlds um which is DC pretty much starting the ball on their own version of what-if style stories. Mm. Stories that take the main concept of their character and throw them in a different environment. Everybody knows Superman Red Sun. Batman's got other stories <coughs> where he becomes a vampire. <laughs> He's got stories yeah. where he becomes Green Lantern. But the very first one is Batman in you know the late 19th century spinning in a Victorian steampunk kind of twist. Mm -hmm. Gotham by Gaslight. Hmm. Um, so the premise of the movie, the, the movie is a lot different from the book. I don't know if you guys had a moment to read the book. Um, I ended up reading it right before I watched the movie just to get that full-on what's different kind of scenario. The, the book is essentially Bruce Wayne's training when he goes and runs around the globe and stuff like that and ends him up in London, where he learns how he talks to Freud, he learns how to be a great detective, um, hmm. and happens to cross paths unknowingly with Jack the Ripper. He goes back to Gotham, Jack follows him to Gotham, and the rest is history. It's Batman versus Jack the Ripper, essentially. Nice. We find out, and spoilers for those who haven't read it, but it came out in 1989, so... I'm, You've had time. You've had plenty of time. <laughs> it's on every Batman recommended reading list. Yeah. Turns out Jack the Ripper is actually um, a family friend of the Waynes who lo was in love with Martha. Um, and although every time he said Martha, I kept on picturing fucking Batman v Martha. Superman. Why did you say that name? Every or, time. In an every. English accent. Why did you say that name? Every time. Ugh, it's horrible. But, but it turns out he's a family friend. He ends up framing Bruce as as Jack the Ripper, and Bruce can't come forward and say what he's actually been doing at night, um, you know, because he's Batman, and he does, doesn't play that game. Mm -hmm. Clears his name, <clears throat> figures, uh, gets Commissioner Gordon to realize it's that and guy. And he does it all from prison, which is so cool. And he does so it all cool. from fucking prison. It's wonderful. No shit. It's great. There's a great, pa like, half panel. Yeah. Or it's a half page, but it's one big <coughs> panel that's got all the information sprawled over his jail cell, and he's just like fuming with rage. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so great, and he's like, he jumps into this um, crazy, just like trying to figure out who Jack the Ripper is from his jail cell, like madman across the wall. And then I love when Alfred comes to get him; he's already picked the lock and he's ready to go. <laughs> like he could have gotten yeah. out at any moment but he had to wait for alfred to come get him it was fucking it was wonderful <laughs> wonderful quite a bit different from what happened in the animated movie now yeah um, big time chris do you want to summarize what happened in the movie uh it's basically jack the ripper in gotham um 
So what's kind of funny about this is I was literally just in London and actually did a Jack the Ripper tour. Oh, really? <laughs> so <laughs> I was kind of cracking up when I was watching this. I was like, oh, man, this is not based on like anything, anything. that they talked about. But yeah. whatever. Um, I actually did enjoy the movie. So it's, uh, yeah, basically Gotham is being just like in London, like it's, it's an ongoing thing. People are being murdered. They're finding dead prostitutes everywhere. Um and they don't know who it is. They don't really have many leads. Uh, Batman's still kind of doing his thing and is trying to figure out what is going on. Um, so it's obviously a break from the normal Batman canon as, you know, it's in a different century and whatnot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty good. Did you catch who was the voice of Commissioner Gordon? I did not catch who was the voice you of Commissioner Gordon. You should have Gordon. caught it. Oh, son of a bitch. Don't I don't remember me. his name. But oh. I can tell you who he's played. I can tell you who it is. I can <laughs> tell you who he, who he played, though. It was Luke from the Gilmore Girls. Luke from the oh, Gilmore Girls. I freaking Scott Patterson? Yeah. Son of a bitch! Yeah. I was listening to him. I was like, why does this sound familiar? And then, like, Emily's watching Gilmore Girls in the other room, and I'm like... <laughs> You're like, that's why! I didn't catch <laughs> Bruce Greenwood, though. Hmm. Bruce um, Greenwood I caught. I, I'm going I'm to say this. Best casting ever. Anthony Stewart Head. Giles from Buffy as Alfred. Oh yeah. my god! Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Absolutely. about time. Yeah, I think I was just I was watching it. And I was just like, why hasn't this happened in the movies? Why <laughs> this is such a missed opportunity? And then I I started really watching a lot of things, and I I got really fired up while watching this because it's a shame the animated movies are way better than the live action movies yeah. will ever be. Yeah. Period. And even their casting is better than the actual live action movies will ever be, period. Yep. But like no one's gonna watch them because they just look like cartoons. Yeah, they're cartoons right. fucking cartoons. But yeah. these are like full, you know, these what well, this would be what, rated at least PG thirteen. If at not least, rated yeah. R. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there was prostitutes, strippers, we got a little poison ivy stripping ants. Yeah. Swearing. Yeah. They're swearing. Swearing. The, uh, we're watching this with I was watching this with Jen and that beginning scene where like Poison Ivy gets kind of like shanked yeah. like she turns to me she's like this is a cartoon right like I, I thought we we're watching like I thought we we're watching Batman I'm like we are oh, watching yeah. Batman yeah. this is this is, funny. this is it and she's like <laughs> I mean she's not a muggle to it but still like you know it's like when you think of a Batman cartoon you think of like the 90s cartoons which are still you know adult themed in their way Yeah. and then this it's like he, he stabbed a bitch like yeah. he, he shanked a few bitches like yeah. Like like hard. Yeah, There's a absolutely. couple moments I laughed out like loud though is when you first get introduced to Dickie, Jason, and Timmy. That was the best was, part. Yeah, I, I yeah. love that yeah. part. Oh but, man, uh, when they pop up and the kids just go, "Holy shit!" Like when they first see Batman, <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> "Like that caught me off guard entirely." I, there, uh, there's another moment I forgot uh, that was like, really funny, but um. I mean, I just love Jason getting thrown in the garbage yeah. where it belongs. And then no. he started going, you now shut is your the mouth. time to seize the day. <laughs> and then as, it turned to Newsies. Newsies. As soon as the guy was like, kids, like, my name's Jason. I was looking at the other kid immediately. I was like, I are you, what's your name? Say your name yeah, right now. It's like, my name's Dick. <laughs> and then a third one pops out of nowhere. And I'm, I'm like, Timmy. Hey, Tim. Hey, Robbins. <laughs> And then what, what was that like? That like over. And then two like, girls come out from behind him. Is that Stephanie? What? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Um, speaking of names, though, uh, Greg. I mean, voices in this. You know, you have um, you have a lot of you know familiar names. You got John yeah. DiMaggio. That's in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's Chief in everything. Bullock. Yeah. 
yeah. but uh, he's he's throwing on a pretty good uh, Irish. He's a accent. brother. She- he's a brother, Seamus. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Yuri Lowenthal. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but if anybody's uh-huh. familiar with Naruto, it's the the voice of Sasuke. Wait, who um, is Sasuke? Sasuke. No, no, I know who's Sasuke. Who's Sasuke in Batman? I know who's Sasuke is. Oh, we did. <laughs> yeah, so Sasuke is uh, he's his, not from this his anime. His face called... is just like, what do you mean? Like, his, like, his emotion dropped like, Harvey Dent. Say, Greg? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Harvey Dent has wow. um, that classic <laughs> anime guy voice, and it's Yuri Wolfgang, who I had to look up. Yeah. I was just like, oh, oh. it's Sasuke. It's Sasuke. also Tara Strong. She does a million things as well. Yep. Yeah. And Jennifer Greenwood being uh, Selena, being mm. Selena Kyle. That's... Mm. Uh, what was her name in fucking Dexter? I forget. No, it was, it was Jennifer Carpenter, isn't it? Jennifer Carpenter. What did I say? Yeah. Jennifer yeah. Kyle? Green. Greenwood. You were thinking Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> Jennifer, Ugh. Yeah. They did not get married. Who is Batman? Captain Pike. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> um, and who's also... Doing re- his best Kevin Conroy impression. Well, yeah. he's he's returning to the role, right? He's done it a bunch of times. He was uh, Batman and Young Justice in a couple movies oh, as well. Uh, he, was in, he was in Crisis on Two Earths as Batman also. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, there's only two other actors that I can say get away with um, voicing Batman. Bruce Greenwood is one of them. And I don't remember his name, but whoever did the voice in New Frontier of Batman. He's an actor. I can't I can't remember. He was in. um, Oh, he's in a bunch of things, but I'm not going to dwell on that. Yeah, but he he did a really he he did such a good job that when it first. It was so different from Kevin Conroy. He spoke, and I was like, "Whoa, I don't like this." And then he spoke again. I was like, "No, I like this." Yeah, I think like, he's my favorite Batman voice, believe it or not. Yeah, Jerry, yeah. Jeremy Sisto. Yes, yes. Damn it, Plus he was in. Bruce. It's something to do with Hell and the Wrong Suburbs. Turn. In the Suburbs. Suburbs. Uh, I don't know. Scrolling, scrolling, I scrolling. Don't he played Jesus in a biblical historical drama television that film? That sounds nice. horrible. Bwah. Horrible. <laughs> uh, but the voice act- acting in Batman Gotham by Gaslight was not horrible. It was actually no, quite was wonderful. Good. And and Tara Strong doing the voice of an old woman named Marlene, not Harleen. Yeah. Which they said the name uh, once very quickly. And I... I was so in, in like involved, I didn't want to rewind it, and I like it ruined that whole scene with the nun, like in her ultimate demise. Because I was just like, did it say Harleen or Marlene? What did it, what did you? And they say it again, it was like Marlene Moreau or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's a missed opportunity. But other than that, it was it was a great. I was pretty uh, pretty much just watching it all the way through. Didn't want it to end. It was very short too. It was very short. Yeah. 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 It was short, but it was very engrossing. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like I, you, I mean, it, I, I thought it ended kind of weird because it just kind of like stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. We had the, there was a the battle, the big conclusion. Yeah. Then riding up to the cart and then that was it. I was hoping to see maybe a little more just because like maybe the boy's training with him or something, you know, whatever. But I mean, for as short as it was, like you really could not stop watching it. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. I mean, I watched it twice back to back because it has a twist. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I gotta say though, I, I am critical with the with the animation um, for it being a Warner Brothers. You know, it was kind of I don't know, kind of crude. They had like a great soundtrack, a great voice cast, but there were some things that could have been a little bit more smooth. I think either that or it's like, it was it's like the no, it's like pretty the, rigid. Yeah, the, yeah, cheap, uh, the cheap 3D animation. Yeah, well, it was like a lot yeah. of um, a lot of like 
they take it and they uh what do they call it they don't key like the keys there were there could have been more keys in there but they were doing like a lot of uh items where like things were just moving instead of like i don't know they were getting kind of cheap with it and you could tell are you talking about when they're looking for him in the alleyway and it looks like the cops just slide into frame yeah things like that (laughs) that was that was a big one that i caught and i was like yeah there's something like hands moving sometimes they like you know they create different items and they just use those they don't actually draw out completely like they'll cut it and anchor it and then move it like almost like you're doing a cardboard (laughs) like like you're watching Space Ghost Coast to Coast all over. Yeah, the yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Nice. But uh, yeah, it, it, that part was that was hard. I noticed with a like the big thing that really got to me though was when they were first <clears throat> unveiling um, like the future of tomorrow, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Their their fair. Um, they had this grand, grandiose music going, right? And it was just like such like a bird's eye view, but there wasn't like any like trucking involved. There wasn't any like trailing in the animation. It was just there. And then just like cars driving by like at a regular pace. I'm like, this is kind of, this is kind of fucking me up guys. What are you doing? I was like, this is the Warner brothers. It's supposed to be beautiful animation. And I think they, they fell a little bit short. That's my only complaint with this story. It's still better than the special effects in justice league though. Yeah, that's true. Got that mustache though. Yeah, no, never. That's the best. That's a modern feat of technology, right there. That's right. Uh, Creme de la lip. Out of all of the, (laughs) out of all of the, that's horrible. Out of all of the DC animated movies that you've seen, where do you think this would rank? Are we talking all time or just this new generation of DC animated films? Because nothing's ever going to beat Mask of the Phantasm. Yep, I yeah. was about to say, right, that, well, Casey. I mean, I since we agree. can all agree on that, let's say the new stuff. Huh? Out, outside of the the Kevin Conroy era. I still put stuff. Flashpoint Paradox above this. I put this neck and neck with Flashpoint Paradox, I would say. Really? Mostly I mean, I like I, the story, but... Yeah, no, I, I liked Flashpoint's story as well, but I always... I just that movie was such a missed opportunity by making. A I movie think you not guys need to double check the list because there's much better. Movies well, I didn't say that's at the top movie. of the list. I said I put that on par with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. You misunderstand me, Mister Glary Eyes. I'm just checking. Casey looks like an <laughs> anime I'm... character right now. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Shinji. Um. My my all time favorite though is gonna have to be Under the Red Hood. Come on. In case you're just saying that, come on because he hates Jason Todd, but yeah. you will not find a better adaptation because they got the guy who actually wrote that book to adapt his own material, which is just perfect because there's a part where like in the comics, Jason Todd comes back because uh, Superboy Prime and alternate reality Superboy punches, punched the time punches reality so hard that it just skews things, which didn't make sense for anyone. <laughs> so Judd Winnick just went ahead and did the common sense thing when you have a Batman character that came back from the dead and just said he got thrown in the Lazarus pit. Yeah. That classic that's keep him you young Rachel Ghoul move. Yeah. And that's why he's crazy. Boom. Done. Love it. Done. That was one of the best adaptations of one of my favorite. I'll I'll watch it any day of the week. Um that's always top of the list for me. I think I remember when that, like, uh, for, like, a weird time, Greg, you, like, would, like, send me, like, text messages, not text messages, like, aim messages, yeah. like, at 2 o'clock in the morning. Not anymore, though. Of, like, shit and comics. Game's gone. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can still do it during Facebook Messenger, you know, just to... It's not the same, like, though. Those there's times. no away message of emo lyrics. It just doesn't yeah, have Yeah, and that there's flavor. there's no... <laughs> But I remember, like, you sent me, like, the actual photo of him holding, like, his, like, helmet. Yeah. And I, I just, that was the first thing you sent me. I'm like... 
what's that? And you're like, it's the Red Hood. Jason Red Todd. So what cool. the fuck? And it's like, and it was weird, man. I was like a weird summer. He would just send me like random yeah. shit. It was awesome. It was I liked summer. it, but still. It was a great summer. Yeah. <laughs> Although now that I'm looking at, so I'm not going that far killing back. Joke. Killing joke. Killing uh, joke. I don't know how I feel about the killing joke. I watched yeah. Killing joke, I'm, I'm very on the fence. Yeah. My top one is, uh, I, I love Crisis on Two Earths a lot. Because I really love the original story. It's kind of, sort of based on JLA Earth I Two. I hate that uh, one. The, ugh. Is it the? It's the art, isn't it? It's not the art. It's just like, it was so different from the source material. Oh, uh, okay. And I, I like the source material. Yeah. Well, the Dark Knight Returns is pretty on point with with the source material. It does expand it a little bit, but they also did it as two films. Yeah. They did it as a part one and a part two. Uh, yeah. Superman versus the Elite was pretty much perfect. Oh, I forgot adaptation. about that one. Yeah, that one's an adaptation of what's so great about, or what's so funny about Truth, Justice, and the American Way. Yeah, uh, which has Superman take on a, a new team of edgy heroes that that have no morals and kill their enemies. Was that um, Joe Casey who wrote that one, or Joe? That's Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. I always get him. Joe Kelly wrote that one. Yeah, Joe Casey writes the weird, sexy stuff, and Joe Kelly writes the more. Traditional but moving superhero. But fare. they both work for Men of Action. Or they founded they? it. I think they did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think yeah. I, don't know, I could be wrong. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Assault on Arkham was also good because that's the best Suicide Squad movie ever made. Mm. They're making another Suicide <laughs> Squad movie. You see that? No. It's rated. What? It's going to be rated R. It's Hell to Pay. It's called Hell to Pay. Um, okay. Who's Hell it to? is <laughs> Harley Quinn. Thank you, Casey. <laughs> this guy harley quinn captain boomerang deadshot i don't know the other two which is surprising for me killer croc no it's not killer croc it's like a knockoff uh bronze tiger will smith and oh bronze tiger is not a no, knockoff no, no, no. he's that, like that... he's some classic uh... no, no no copperhead is the knockoff question are we talking oh. animated or live action and Anim animated, animated. Okay. And what what I find super interesting <laughs> is you know how Christian Slater. Whoa, whoa, hold the phone. Yeah, yeah. Christian Slater is Deadshot. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, it's not he is not a good voice actor. I I love him in a lot of things. Voice acting, no, no thanks. In Archer. Um as Christian Slater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um what I'll say is very interesting about Deadshot is you know how like Normally, if a comic book movie is successful and it does something different with casting, like Will Smith making Deadshot, who's been historically a white guy, a black guy, that kind of bleeds into the comics and the animation, he's still a white guy in this, which I think is very funny and says something about the Suicide Squad live action movie and how they're... Uh, don't you mean the Academy Award winning <laughs> Suicide Squad live Shut action movie? Shut your face. Wait, that really <laughs> won? Yeah. For what? Best costume design. You get out of here. It did. I, I I know, but I hate, still hate you for bringing it up. <laughs> uh, also, huh. I forgot about the Wonder Woman. That was one of the best ones too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was also one of the first ones they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they when they sort of re yeah uh, with Nathan Fillion as Steve Trevor. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Huh. Um. So moving right along, what do you think? The DC extended universe can learn from DC animation. Be a cartoon. Be a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, does Zack Snyder have anything to do with? Um, no, Zack Snyder. In in Gotham by Gaslight. 
I think we've solved the mystery. Yeah. yeah. Did, did, did <laughs> Zack Snyder have anything to do with any of these animated movies? Probably not. Probably. Oh, my God. No shit, right? So <laughs> I think then if Zack Snyder had nothing to do with any of these animated movies and they're such a high success and these live actions get shit on pretty hard because they're kind of garbage, then we should probably hire Casey Affleck as Batman next. That's what my... My suggestion would be. Boo this man. Anyone else? (laughs) Boo earns. Anyone else? What they can learn from DCU besides not hiring Zack Snyder in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, don't be afraid to take risks, man. Do an Elseworlds movie. Give Uh, the people what they want, a Superman Red Sun film. Just blow people's minds and expectations. It doesn't have to be a shared universe. You know, the DC universe is rich with stories that are just done in one ready to be adapted and just go they could do a, oh my god instead of right. doing a justice league movie they could do justice league the nail mm. where they're already an established team without a superman and the world has gone to hell without him in it it's pretty easy to do and in fact you could have done it already but then they brought him back then they brought yeah. him back because we were sad no <laughs> um also i would say Highlight your C and D list rosters. Really bring that up into into the spotlight. Lead with those. Build your universe with those, and then introduce the big guys. That's what I would. Because then, if you already do your world building and you do your homework, and then you have the big guns show up, and maybe you already have them exist in there. Don't do an origin story. We don't need an Wait, origin story yeah, for Superman. That's the Arrowverse. Yeah. Doing. <laughs> yeah. Just let the yeah, CW be moving. Do what the CW is doing. Better writing. But like they're doing they're doing their due diligence. They're introducing they the lower tier characters. They're building out the world. And now like I think every episode of Arrow I've seen thus far is referencing Batman in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'm just waiting for them to give me that call to just put on the yeah. put on the cape, guys. Like for just sure, on that cape. Oh, yeah. I haven't yep. got it yet. Don't worry. No. <laughs> no. Oh, it, maybe I think Stephen Amell just lost your phone number. I think is what. Yeah, happened. I think that's what it was. He's yeah. Canadian, though. We all have each other's phone. He number dropped right. it doing those leaping oh, lift pulls. Those uh, the salmon ladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to go practice, and uh, my legs are broken now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from the chat, we have a little advice for uh, the DC Extended Universe. We have uh, Boulevard Gaming. Bebo, good to see you again, my friend. Uh, it says, "Be more animated. Just be more animated." Don't be so dark. Don't be so. I'm, I'm paraphrasing now. You just said be more animated. But I'm going to talk on his behalf and say, don't be so dark. Why are you going to be so dark all the time? Sometimes you can be dark. I don't know. Because Justice League was very animated in the wrong way. Well, it's because you could, you could literally. The problem with Justice League, one of the problems, the many problems, is you could literally watch that and be like, that's a Zack Center scene. That's a Joss Whedon scene. This is a Zack Center scene. That's a Joss Whedon scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just not a good look. Like if you um, watch the first Sin City movie. Quentin Tarantino directs a scene and you would be hard pressed to find what that scene is exactly. Mm, I mean, not so much because it's the one where they talk for a very long time in the car, but right. I was just going to say that <laughs> the style doesn't change the overall, how it right. looks, it fits into, it fits into the, if you knew nothing about Quentin Tarantino, you would not know that he directed that scene you just i, think, I mean if you didn't just tell me that i would yeah, never I no have idea. guessed or suspected 
Uh, but it's funny that once you did, I knew exactly yeah. the scene you were talking yeah. about. You make a good point, though, Greg, because it feels like these these movies are made in two separate rooms, and then they came out, and they're like, well, all right, show me your half, and I'll yeah. show you my half. <laughs> and then they're like, that's good enough. Let's let's put it, let's send Straight, it out. Let's cut it together. Let's, do, let's go all that. Uh, we also have, uh, from the chat, no self-narrators. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't mind a good monologue every once in a while, but whatever. That's yeah. cool. Um, moving right through the second segment that we're going to be talking about, the Oscar nominations for the 2018 Oscars Ooh. Academy Awards have finally been released. What we're going to be talking about, we're going to uh, kind of just, I just want to know, based on, we'll talk about the list. Do you think there are any snubs, anything that you wanted to see in there that didn't show up? Uh, yeah, there's something that didn't show up. Uh, <laughs> there's a movie that's anime. coming out on Netflix. It's called Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, and nobody got. That. Yeah, that I don't know why that keeps just getting shit on all the time. <laughs> what about trip? What about Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage? <laughs> I mean, oh god, you could tell that you were really going for that that Oscar nod right there, but it didn't work out. In all honesty, everything that I remember seeing from the past year is that I thought would be worthy of an Oscar nom in some way, in some capacity. Get Out is the big one that everyone's talking about yeah. right now, right? Yes. And written by a comedian, no less. That's yeah. fucking fantastic. Yeah. Well, you, know? you can tell it's a, a dude who loves, like, the Twilight Zone, too. Because I got yeah. heavy Twilight Zone vibes off of that when I saw it. Um, I haven't seen it yet, so... So oh, yeah. you gotta, you have to see I, that, too. There's a couple, like, on the, on the list I haven't seen. I haven't seen, I haven't seen Get Out. Yeah. I haven't seen Dunkirk, and that's a, and it's a war movie too, and I haven't seen it. Yep. Um, I have not seen The Shape of Water, and that one I really want to see because it's Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a couple. Actually, most of these I have not. I've seen. only seen Get Out. I, this is. Are there yeah. normally this many nominees for Best Picture? I don't know. It just it's seems like a there. lot. No, usually it's up there. I mean, maybe not not every year, but uh, so there has been some years where there's like a lot of nominees. You know, it's yeah. crazy because yeah, there's like nine. There's like all these movies that get. You know, I think it's just because I'm a pleb and I just I oh well, I only watch three things anyway. You guys know what they fucking are, but full metal, full metal and alchemist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that. It's Sherlock or it's like football or you know what I mean. It's just like I'm simple, but Get Out's the only thing I've ever seen, and like I can't tell you what the nominees for best best picture were last year. Like I have no idea. Well, if you look at the, the list here, with the exception of Get Out and Dunkirk, the majority of these just, a lot of these just came out. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, Shape they, of Water. I was like, what? Yeah. Really? Uh, the Too Post, soon. Darkest Hour, like all these things just came out probably the, in the last month or so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm good to see Boss Baby is represented in this. And, and not Lego Batman. I hated, I hated Lego Batman. Lego Batman? Uh, Wait, Ninjago would have been the new... The, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Lego Batman it. was... Was that last year, right? Last year, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Actually, I just no, watched Lego it? Ninjago. Two years ago? John oh, wow. It was not phenomenal. Uh, best yeah. Supporting Actor has uh, Sam Rockwell and Woody Harrelson, both from the same movie. Hmm. Interesting. Lego Interesting. Batman came out in January of last year, so I think it really? still counts. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. So look, that's why I'm saying let's do this. Let's go through the list. Uh, we're not going right. to go through the whole list. We're going to do like the big ones that everyone like make sure that they watch. And then we're going to skip the ones where you go and get your snack. You go to the bathroom. You do something else <laughs> or play on your phone. We're going to skip those ones. Um, yeah. So if and anyone listening out there, too, if you enjoy things like um, 
adapted screenplay, uh, best documentary feature, best documentary short mm. subject. We are not talking about that. Sorry. Uh, and the winner Sorry. is Blackfish uh, about the whale that ate uh, people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was really good, actually. Um, so let's go first. Number one, best picture. The nominees that we can choose from are Call Me By Your Name. Never heard of it. Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water. You're not kidding. There are a lot. Three billboards outside yeah. Ebbing, Missouri. So I've only seen one of these. Yeah. And I'm going to vote for that one. I've got I've got three. Oh, yeah? Are we saying it? Are we well, going? Let's do our predictions. What do you think is going to win? Well, I've seen Dunkirk and I didn't care for okay. it. I hear uh, it's shot really well, but it's kind of boring. It's like it's a cinematic, like visual masterpiece, yeah. but it's just it's a long it's like having to sit through like a Titanic again. Mm. Like I'm just not committed yeah. to that long of a film. Well, I don't know. Is there or is there not Billy Zane in this movie? In which movie? <laughs> in Dunkirk. In Dunkirk. Uh, I don't think then so. Then I am out, sir. <laughs> so what's kind of funny is that we have Dunkirk and Darkest Hour, which both actually depict the same period of yeah. time from interesting. Two different yeah. points of views. So that is kind of cool. It's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Get Out I've seen, and I think everybody but Dave has seen. Yeah, yeah I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, which, again, your expectations are completely subverted when you know who it's coming from yeah. and what the film ends up being. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Lady Bird, but it, I hear that's like might be like a Citizen Kane of the modern day, which yep. I blows my mind. Uh, but I have seen The Shape of Water, which is the best Abe Sapien movie I could have ever asked for. <laughs> that's what it looks like. Yeah, I really want to see it. It's a it's a leg, it's as legitimate a modern monster movie you can get, but it throws in this. It starts sort of like a side plot of romance that ends up overtaking the whole thing, and it's. It's great. It's truly majestic in the presentation, but that's to be expected from Del Toro. So I would have to give that one my. Yeah, I haven't seen but that. I'm, I really I'm, want to see it. I'm though. severely personally biased. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else? I think Get Out might take it. Yeah. Only because I mean, Dun- like, Dun- like classic Hollywood would go for like Dunkirk or Darkest Hour, or like any one of these movies that no one's probably watched, like Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Sure. Like. That would be like the art house movie that would win, but Get Out would get just because of the connotations in it. Yeah. So my, my guess is, uh, so first of all, Three Billboards is getting all sorts of crazy stuff. Lady Bird's getting all sorts of crazy stuff. The Post is just like a powerhouse of everything, and Darkest Hour is also getting a lot of stuff. Um, my guess is that it's probably going to be Three Billboards, um, but I would love, love, love to see either Get Out or Shape of Water take it. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking I want Get Out to get it, but I'm thinking because I've heard the same things about Three Billboards. Like uh, Emily was never like, even heard of it. Before. I never even heard of it. Emily was saying um, she was listening to a podcast. They were talking about it, and they didn't. They thought it was pretty. <laughs> what boring. is this Sundance? I, but, um, <laughs> I don't know. Anything with Sam Rockwell, I'm pretty pretty down for. As long as he has a stupid little dance in it, then I'm totally down for it. And I say that with a lot of like. I don't know, like negativity in my voice, but I really love that stupid little dance that he does in every single fucking one of his movies. <laughs> I want uh, Get Out to win just because I yeah. predicted like, I don't know, 75% of the movie watching it. And I was like, oh, fuck, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. And then and then you have no idea what's actually going to happen at the end. But then it all happened. And I was like, I fucking knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I you was, did. There's no way. Dude, you got. All right. I will movie. get the person who went and saw it with me. She can attest to it. <laughs> 
No, I will get. No a, way. I will get a written Bullshit. testimony for you. One hundred percent. One hundred percent, dude. <laughs> Having I saw Spider Man with you, Jason. Right. Um, Homecoming. Didn't we see that together? I don't know. Did we? I thought we did. Spider Man. So I, I'm. I thought. Yeah, we did because. So when, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before. So like I kind of believe Jason when he says that because he figured out the whole Michael Keaton is her dad and Spider-Man Homecoming thing <laughs> literally like five seconds before it actually happened. And he did this giggle and I was like, my, my reaction is, why is he giggling? Oh, my God. Michael Keaton. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. I mean, once he was going up to, once he was going up to the door, like you, you knew. But well, the end of Get Out, there's no way. I'm sorry, but there was no way. No, I'm not necessarily like that. He sh- shoots her. You know what I mean. That cop shows like, and it's no, his friend. by the way, Dave. No, no, not that's that. Not what I'm no, about. when she Just, brings her home, I'm like, she's she's the bait for him. Like, absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, there's no way she doesn't realize that her parents are murderers, man. Like, or they're like some Don't crazy assignment. Ruin the movie for everybody. Oh my yeah, God. dude, that movie came out la- like. Year ago, full year. A year ago. ago. Yeah, I still haven't seen it though. Oh. Yeah, sorry, Dave. Sorry, uh, Bradley Dave. Whitford's in it. So you have to know. The bad guy from Billy Madison is in it. I love me, Bradley Whitford. Uh, lead lead it's actor. It's all just a dream. It's all just a dream. <laughs> they all die at the end. Lead actor. Timothy. Yeah, I feel like Sebastian's take that. Shall, what? Chalamet? As it, as it, Gary Oldman's probably going to take that one. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. Daniel Day Lewis is a Hollywood fave. So here's man. what you do: you like, have Daniel Day Lewis, you have Gary Oldman, you got two guys I've never really, or one guy I never heard of. Uh, you have the, the guy from Get Out, right? But then you also have Denzel Washington randomly shoehorned in there from a movie that people forgot was going to come out. I'm pretty sure because I remember seeing a trailer for this, and I didn't know it came out. Is he a cop? He is. Fuck, what is he? No, he's not a cop. I think he's like a normal. I think he's like a con artist or something. I don't know. I don't Who used know. to be a cop? I don't know. I don't think it has anything to do with the cop with this one. He's always a cop. He's always a cop. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer. I didn't really care f- much for it, and I never thought about it again. Um, oh, right. I am going to say Gary Oldman's. I hope Gary Oldman gets it. I really want him to get it. He's just a great actor in general. Has he won the Academy Award for Best Actor previously? I don't know. You should research that. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a very good question. Did he did he win it for Fifth Element? He did. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know why? Because I didn't realize that was him until like, I don't know, nine years after watching the Fifth Element. I was like, really? that's... He, he's impossible to figure out in almost any yeah. movie. Yeah. He's, he's serious black. I yeah, mean, dude. Ser- <laughs> seriously. He was nominated for Tinker Tailor Soldier yeah. Spy. He won oh, a, Golden Glo- a Golden Globe for Darkest Hour. Yeah. That's about it. Dude. He, oh, not a lot, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, surprisingly, sur- given the range and everything that he can accomplish, like it's kind of surprising that he's only had a couple in there. Um, you know, Sirius Black being one of them. Every time I see, like, when I first saw that Harry Potter movie, I couldn't see Gary Oldman in it, and now that I know it's Gary Oldman, that's all that I see. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's the he's why that movie is probably the best one out of all. I'd say so. Yeah. Absolutely. Fuck. Well, the third one? Yeah. Yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban? I mean, I think that's the best one. That's one I mean, of that. I think that might be my favorite. That. I The fifth one is my favorite. Half-Blood Prince. No, that's a sixth one. No, the third, one's, third one's my favorite book. 
but I think the fifth one's my favorite movie. The fifth one's what? Is, uh, um, uh, Order, Order, of, yeah. Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. Which also yeah. stars has a lot of Gary Oldman. Yeah. So I guess that's a, that's a way. I don't know. Goblet of Fire is pretty great though. Um, he, Jason, did you write your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> I did. <laughs> that movie basically birthed Twilight, so that's a thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. you're right. You're welcome. Oh, man. I forgot he was in that. Cedric Diggory, second greatest Hufflepuff to ever live. <laughs> After me, best best Gary Oldman performance though, True Romance. <laughs> Fucking the best. If you haven't watched that movie, nah. go watch that movie. I For me, like, it'll always be uh, Dawn of the, Planet the Professional. Of the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Get out of here. What did he say? He said no, the Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon. The professional. Yeah, that was yeah. Come he was good. At it. I don't know. I just I just love uh, the character of Drexel. He's just fucking Yeah, incredible. like he and he's believable yeah. too. Like he doesn't seem like he's trying. Like he's believable. And and by the way, a total precursor to Jack Sparrow. In just the look alone. Like if you go look at him, look at a picture of Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow, it's like super similar. Uh mm-hmm. moving right on down. Everyone got in their predictions for lead actor? Gary Oldman. I yeah. feel like Sebastian Stan was snubbed. You think so? Yeah, I thought he was I I mean, just because of what I'm used to seeing him as. Yeah. And to see him be like Kip from Napoleon Dynamite, um, he was he was fucking Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. That's exactly who he was in that movie. Um, and just the way he talked, and just you know, he was just like a, a coward. I thought, I mean, okay, maybe I'm wrong. There's pro- there's better out there, but still, he did a good job. This is the second Napoleon Dynamite reference I've heard today, and I haven't thought of that movie in about eight years. Oh. Just That's just because the uh, there's new DLC in this hologram that we all live in. <laughs> <laughs> this virtual reality. Oh, man. Uh, if you hear about it one more time, that means they're coming out with the second one, right? That's how that works. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, going down to lead actress, we got Sally Hawkins in Shape of Water, Frances McDormand in Three Billboards, Marco Robbie in I, Tanya. Um, I can't say the, her name in Lady Bird. Seors? Seors Ronan. I could say that. I have, I could, that could be way sea off. Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit Roan. No, that's <laughs> horrible. Uh, Lady Bird and Meryl Streep, The Post. I'm going to say it's going to be go to Lady Bird. Uh, that's had a lot of buzz. Yeah. I don't know. Again, because like, of the Hollywood favorites, Meryl Streep might get she, it. Like, she she's not going to get it. I think that's like part of the thing. It, Doesn't she have enough she's like, awards? <laughs> I, I feel like she's just, yeah, she has enough. She's always nominated and stuff. And like, she's the most gracious loser of them, too. Like, I just love her just being like, oh, good for you this time. Oh, yeah, she's you. got three. She's no fucking Susan Lucci. <laughs> um, I'll go with Lady. I'd like to see. I, I'd like to see Margot Robbie win. Honestly, yeah. I thought she did a really good job in Itania. Um, and then seeing the scenes where she's like breaking down and trying to smile, it's just you. You, you feel for yeah. it. Um, I, I still think Meryl Streep might get just because Meryl Streep. Um, I hate to yeah. say it, but I, I want to see her win. I want to see Margot Robbie win. For supporting actor, you have a lot of big names in there right now. Will and one major snub: Willem Dafoe, Woody Harrelson, Richard Jenkins, Christopher Plummer, Sam Rockwell. I'm going to say this right now: Sam Rockwell is going to win it. Beyond What's a shadow of a doubt. What's Hit the, the snub? Patrick Stewart as Professor Charles Xavier. Ooh, yes. You stop Logan. it, Ooh. <laughs> Logan. Wait, you don't think that he delivered like a killer performance in that? No, movie? he did. He but did. That I'm wasn't. Gonna, yeah, I don't know. Did. When he started swearing, that kind of threw me out of it. Like Professor X doesn't swear. In yeah, my but he's mind. gone. He's lost his faculties. I understand that, but still, it's just I don't know. It, he stopped being Professor X and started being Patrick Stewart as soon as he started swearing, and that like broke the illusion. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, Greg, 
Actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, you thought I was asleep, didn't you? What do you, what do you guys actor. think? Who's going to win this? Who's, who's going to win supporting actor? You know what? I'm going to say Richard Jenkins because I don't know who he is. He's the only one of those. <laughs> do you don't know who Richard father. Jenkins is? I don't know. Let me take a look. If I As I frantically up, Google like, Richard Jenkins. Oh, you know who he is. Guy. I do. He's a classically know. trained he's, English actor. He was the, uh, oh, then I'm glad I chose him. He was one of the dads. Uh, he's the dad from Step Brothers. Oh, that dude? Yeah, that dude. Oh, yeah, he He's was. the guy that was in I that thing. Brothers. Yeah, all right. I'm pleased that I chose him. Yeah. Good. All right, good job. Yeah, yeah. Go me. Good. Richard. <laughs> yeah. Leroy Jenkins. Thank you, because if you didn't, I was going to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, God damn it, Moving Leroy. down to supporting actress. Uh, oh, oof. Alice and Janney have to yeah. be because Alice yeah. and Janney is a force of nature. Right. Well, you have Mary J. Blige, Sister. Alice and Janney, Leslie Manville, Laurie Metcalf, and Octavia Spencer. I, I agree. Allison, like she had, she had a scowl. Alice and Janney, like you hated her the entire movie. Yeah. Everything she, every time she came on screen, you're like, fuck no, I you. I loved her. Every time she came on the screen, because I knew it. Loved was, to hate but her. you know what I mean, though. Like just like that, yeah, yeah. Just, she would have that scowl. Just, yeah. Ugh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that. She's C.J. Craig. <laughs> I know. No, she's a fantastic actress. Like I, I want her to win this more than any other category in here than I want. Like if if the Oscar gods came down to me and they're like, we can give you one automatic win, who would it be? It would be Allison Janney, mm. hands down. Mm. Go right down to director. We have Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Oof. We have Jordan Peele for Get Out. We have Greta Gerwin for Lady Bird. We have Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. And we have, of course, Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. I don't I want Jordan. Yeah, Jordan I want I, I want Jordan too, yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm torn. Like I keep in mind, I haven't seen any of these three movies, but they're all <laughs> directors I love. Like Guillermo del Toro, Christopher Nolan, Jordan Peele. Like it's just I'm torn. Like uh, Guillermo is a Fantastic director, and he's a. Fantastic I will never visionary. not stand for Guillermo. Never. Everything that man does, I love yeah, it. That TV show, The Trill Hunter, sucks though. Listen, <laughs> that's like the fourth Don't thing you, you watch. I know it is. It Don't really is. <laughs> I love that show so much. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I. I think Jordan Peele's gonna win it. I really do think so. I uh, hope so. Um, animated feature. We have Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent. I know what got stuck. If Coco doesn't win, it's a it's a goddamn crime. Really, I'm going for Coco all the way. The one of the few movies that have almost gotten me to cry. So close. Yeah, I think so though, there's a huge snub there. There's this anime called uh, Full Metal. Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> of course, of course, of course, of course. Glad somebody still left. Yeah, it's always going to be me every time. <laughs> we haven't run that into every the ground time. quite yet. No. Close. I, I love me a good reoccurring joke. Uh, moving on from that, we have, uh, let's talk about cinematography for a little bit. Um, we ha- have Blade Runner 2049, Darkest yep. Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. I'm going for 2049, even though I'm pretty sure it's not going to win because I very much enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed the look and feel and everything of it. It was, a, it was a beautiful movie. It was one of the few movies, and there's going to be a lot of nerds out there that are going to be angry at me for saying this, but I enjoyed this more than the original. Yeah. Like, everyone knows I yeah. love me some Harrison Ford. But this, just to me, was visually more interesting and did more world building than the first movie did. 
for me. Also, every time I watch Blade Runner, the original one, I get less impressed with it because I already know what the big secret ending that they kind of tell you, but not really, is. Deckard's a replicant. But is he? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's but pretty much he? the same thing as the end of, uh, what's that of the Christopher Nolan movie? Memento? No, the one with uh, uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Inception. Yes, it's Inception. Inception. It's basically the, it's literally the same ending as Inception. Right? Yeah. You're right. Yes. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Anthony. Are Rack. the tops replicants? Yes, they are. Wait a second. They're all replicants. So for the next couple up, we're going to go to our audio expert, Doc Chris. Ooh. Oh yeah, sound editing. Yeah. It's gotta like it's gotta go to be be driving. It has like, to. Abso- absolutely, because it's the most same thing with the sound mixing. Like it's, oh, it's so like out there what they do with audio in that movie and it's so freaking creative it is absolutely amazing it has to yeah has to i agree i don't even know anything about sound mixing or editing which is funny because i edit and mix the podcast but i don't even know what the difference (laughs) is no they do stuff like they use that underlying tones that you know like when there is no music playing you hear that kind of piercing tone mm-hmm. so you kind of get the feel of tinnitus he does stuff like takes a, a an earbud out of his ear and the all the audio pans over to the other side so it's like you're only hearing out of that ear you put it he puts it back in it comes back to the center it's absolutely incredible and just the fact that everything is the whole movie was actually made to be a caper musical and so everything in the movie is is timed to the music it's just perfect do you think it's crazy that the nominees for both categories are exactly the same no i don't okay at all that's it i had a buddy of mine who studied like i think sound mixing or one of the two basically but um he was telling me like one of his finals and it was the hardest final he's ever done in his life they basically gave him like kill bill when uh, she fights at the crazy 88 yep. m- muted and he had to basically create the sounds for that Ooh. um yeah, and he was like, give me a sci-fi movie, because at least I can make up the yep. noises and figure it out from there. And he goes, but, like, trying to make a sword sound like it's a sword when it's hitting another sword, or, like, meat crack, or doing, you know, like, making these sounds from scratch. Mm. Not, like, getting sound bites, but going into a room with a microphone, like, <sighs> making the Every sounds. He said it was the hardest, the hardest final he's ever done in yeah. his life. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to talk about Star Wars The Last Jedi, mainly because the, the big um, hyperspace scene. Uh, which it's a really cool effect, but it's actually pretty. It's kind of like this weird absence of sound moment. Um, it's actually yeah. pretty much the same effect that we got in, um, I believe it was episode three. No, it was episode two with the um, oh with yeah, the thermal, thermal charges. charges. It's, it's the same or, thing where it's it exactly like in before right before it hits with that, it's just dead silence. Um, so yes, it's a cool effect, but. It's not anything we haven't seen before. You know those dead silences in space are like the best times to open up a can of soda in the movie theater? Yeah. <laughs> so just a second they get super... <laughs> Everybody bursts in laughter. <laughs> Go to a movie, bring a can of soda. You're welcome. Like, you know, it, it, as much as I love like Star Wars, yeah, I'll agree. Like, I can't see it winning anything for sound. I can't see it like... winning anything for anything because it was garbage. Stop it. Because, like, for instance, like, I think Benjamin Button, when it came out, beat out, I forgot what it beat out for fucking sound design, but it was also a sci-fi movie. It may have been Star Wars, I don't remember. Uh, it may have been, like, the Revenge of the Sith. And my buddy Nolan got upset. He's like, how does that beat sound, how does that beat anything in sound design? It's like, well, 
they fired actual 50 yeah, cals in yeah. that movie to make sure it sounded like a 50 cal firing in the movie. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's fucking tough. Yeah. You know, to make it sound like it's an actual 50 yeah. cal and hearing it zoom by you. Yeah. You know, like, that's that's yeah. tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, same thing. Like the, I, other, the other moment in that, those movies that they'll talk about is when uh, Ray and, um, and Kylo have a conversation and just kind of ever, all the background noise kicks out. Um, so it's interesting. like they're talking in a tunnel. Yeah, like they're talking in a tunnel, and it's um. So it's it's very you know personal sounding. It's very it is very good use of audio and very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, yeah, Baby Driver is just so much more. Yeah. Than that. I agree. Uh, the last part, visual effects. I'm pretty sure we. I've I've only not seen one of these movies, two of these movies. So we have Blade Runner 2049. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. I think it's hard to beat Star Wars, but I really enjoyed the visuals in Skull Island. I haven't seen Skull Island or War for the Planet of the Apes yet. Skull Island's really... What? Oh, you got a problem with monkey movies? No, I just haven't (laughs) seen it yet. Okay, man. (laughs) Um, Jeez. Why Why do I get attacked all of a sudden? Because you're fucking, you're talking about my people, dog. <laughs> Between the two of them, I would say War for the Planet of the Apes. I thought I was was more impressive. Yeah, um, it looked really impressive. Island. Yeah, yeah. I know, uh, but there's some good stuff. In, it, there is some really cool stuff in Star Wars. And Guardians, man. When they when they go jumping, seven hundred different uh different warps. Oh, gates. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that part where they're warping everybody's head and everything like that, man. That. Brings it back to like an old Ren and Stimpy, I mean that's like, yeah. I, I mean that that's cool, but there's like parts in Blade Runner where it's like when you watch it, you're like, yeah. what CG, yeah. what isn't? There's a like lot that of projection like, yeah. into the mist is a practical effect. Why Kurt Russell? They made him look young. <laughs> you know what's yeah. really funny is like that was like the best young digital makeup I've seen, and then I realize it. It's just Kurt Russell hasn't really aged that much. <laughs> He's a vampire. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. He probably yeah. just shaved after the end. Fuck he was it. like, you know what? Fuck it. Slap you know, an eye patch on him. Like... still Captain <laughs> he, um, He's never going to be not Captain I'm I'm going with Blade Runner on this one. Just just for the reasons Dave said. Like, yeah. You don't know what CG, what's practical. They do a very good job on like just the whole feel of the whole thing. It was a it was a better Ghost like, in the Shell movie than the Ghost in the Shell movie. And Guardian and Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they all oh, have yeah. good vis- visuals. I mean. I think Guardians personally had better visuals than like Star Wars. You know, I will admit that. Like, I liked. I was watching um, Guardians of the Galaxy the other day, like uh, Volume Two, and it was like, even on the small screen, it's so fun to watch because like how beautiful that movie yeah. is. But you know, parts are CG. You know when it's green screen. You can you can almost tell. You know, but with like Blade Runner, you really can't unless you watch like the special features. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What about everyone else? Uh, yeah, Mr. Mr. giving me flack for not seeing anything. He thinks he's going to not be able to pick. Which of your two favorite monkey movies is going to win for best visual effects, Casey? <laughs> I told you. <sighs> hey, I was the first one to say I really like the visuals in Kong Skull Island. But, but that doesn't know, say you like, think it'll win. You just said a statement. I mean. I'm on to you. I don't know. I feel like that movie's been undervalued a lot, like, and overlooked by a yeah. lot of people. It's pretty, it's pretty solid, and it's a lot of fun. Okay. Um... I don't know. I feel like it's also tough to not give it to a, a Star Wars. Uh, it's very that, easy. For all that, for for as much as we're like not in love with that movie, <laughs> like simultaneously in love but not in love with that movie, it does look good. 
Fair. Um, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that like industrial light and magic are like the kings of the heap. <laughs> they still yeah. do a good job. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, you, you got other people stepping up like like Weppa and those other guys, but I don't know, man. ILM, they're 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 my boys, and I don't want to stand for them again. But but I'm I'm kind of digging it, you know. But then I, the only reason I wouldn't put Blade Runner in there is because I just didn't really like that movie. Like it was fine, yeah, but it didn't fair. like. It didn't rock my world, yeah. man. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't make me want to scream at the theater at the end. There's nothing emotionally provocative for me, <laughs> at least when it comes to the um, visuals. I don't know. Maybe you're. I, maybe you're replicating. Yeah, it could be. I just really don't want Star Wars to win anything because I feel like any small victory <laughs> will make Ryan Johnson feel like. I don't know, vindicated, validated. validated. Like, <laughs> I mean, just, it's be. all right. Just they didn't, they didn't give him like a whole trilogy or anything. Uh, don't. Remember. There's no vindication there. Come did on. You, did you read his tweets? Oh my god. So oh my! Funny. I want to punch him yeah. in the goddamn uh, face so bad. Yeah. I'll admit the 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 Leith tweet did piss me off. I'm like, that's that's he's that's like your, what? I thought because there's zero gravity, it would take very cool. little use of the force to move her. And everyone's like, how does she fucking survive in space? <laughs> that takes a lot of, of practice. A lot, lot of force. <laughs> Such an idiot. Oh my god. Okay. Um, we're moving on to the secret question. Secret question: Be uh, which King Kong movie do you like? <laughs> as long as it has nothing to do with Star Wars, then I'm okay. King Kong versus Godzilla, 1950. King Kong versus the Homunculus and Full Metal Alchemist. God. <laughs> um, today we talked about quite a few things. We talked about all the current events that were coming up. We Discuss the I Kill Giants trailer, Pacific Rim 2 trailer, Ready Player One, Midi Featurette, Muddy Ducks is, is a TV show, and Superman getting his undies back. We also talked about Batman Gotham by Gaslight, Ooh. and of course, Oscars, because they, you know, they were all doing the thing, and then we were very excited about what they had to say, even though I've only seen like four of the movies. It's fine. It's great. Um, gentlemen, my secret question tonight is... If there is, has nothing to do with the main, is more of the nerd news aspect of it. If there is okay. a movie from your childhood that you could bring back as a television show, it has to be a live action movie, what would it be and who would star as the main character? And we're going to give everyone a moment to think about this and just kind of let everyone out there who's listening over the podcast in an audio format, if you want to take part in the chat or come hang out with us while we're live, each and every Thursday night at twitch.tv slash badcoyotefunky. We do it at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You could watch these gentlemen look at the ceiling, look off to the side, sigh very annoyingly, not annoyingly, annoyed at me. Um, you can do that on Thursdays at 10 p.m. twitch.tv slash badcoyotefunky. Uh, you could also let your answers to the secret question be known as well and be immortalized for as long as we keep up the SoundCloud account. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> that makes it sound so sad. Um, At that time, SoundCloud was like two months from. Going I know, that was and that was like nine months ago. SoundCloud is dead. Long live SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey, funny man. What do you got? Uh, and it could be, it could be anything, right? It a could movie? Be like a cartoon? No, live action. I said not a cartoon. Can you skip? No. Nope. 
I wasn't Wait. prepared. I didn't watch a lot of live action things as a child. No. Wait, that's what it is because I was just thinking strictly cartoons. Live yeah, man, I was action. thinking cartoon. A live action TV show we watched as a kid that we no live action live. movie that you watch as a kid that you want to come back as a TV show. All right, I will. I will. Oh, yeah, go first. Okay. Step on this mind. Oh, guys. thank God. Uh, I'm gonna Save go here. ahead and say uh, Surf Ninjas. Ooh. Fuck. Phenomenal. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that instead of uh, Ernie's Reese Juniors, yeah, uh, it's gonna be um, Taylor Lautner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Horrible and wonderful at the same time. Yep. I love it. You're welcome. Yeah. However, the bad guy should Rob probably be Bill Mar- Bill- Oh, it could be Rob Schneider. I know he's in the original, yeah. the OG, he as the, is the best uh, Tone Loke of uh, Funky Cole Medina uh, fame. Uh, I but I believe the main bad guy should just be Bill Murray. Ooh, yeah. Instead of Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, I agree. Wonderful. Um, Jason's moving the most. Yep. So that must mean he's ready. So this this movie I watched a ton as a child. It was uh, My Cousin Vinny. You guys surprised, okay. by the way, that I didn't say my. <laughs> it was uh, not full metal alchemist. Yeah. I'm very. I was bracing myself for that. I know. I know. No, yeah. I have a real answer. So my cousin Vinny being brought back as a TV show, a fucking phenomenal, a lawyer. You know, a, a, a yeah, law drama. Uh, but it's still just as fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's on Netflix or something like that. They should make that happen. Same exact cast: Ralph Macchio, whoa, uh, his weird skinny head friend. Uh, <laughs> We need to bring back Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Of we course. need to bring back Joe Pesci. Um, I don't know if the judge who, who was Herman Munster is still alive. I think he passed away, but bring him back anyway. Fuck it. Bring him back. The two. Well, give me, give me a close second for the judge. Oh, um, God. There's nobody that that that's that towering, dude. Um, Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Oh, like Bill Nye, like. Which Bill Nye are we talking about? You know, about? either, either, either the. It, I never guy know or the which British Bill dude. Nye we're talking about. <laughs> I know. Um, the story of. Their I think life. either would be great. Yeah, I, so English Bill Nye would be really great. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say like Davy Jones. I thought for sure Davy Jones. With, like, that's right. That's the only way I can think of him too. Jack Sparrow. I thought you would go for like Brad Garrett for sure. Ooh. Everyone loves Raymond. Hmm. Yeah. Oh no. yeah, 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 yeah. He would be good. Yeah. Yeah. He's his yeah. dumb brother. Oh, my brother's really tall. Yeah. Also, also the voice of Lobo from the Superman animated uh, cartoon. Really? Yeah. 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 Ray Romano, really good actor, actually. Especially in the Big the Six. Big Six. I hear that. So I hear funny. that's a great movie. Kumail Nanjiani is phenomenal. So f- yeah. Hilarious. I was gonna watch that with Emily, and then she watched it without me when it came on Amazon Prime. I was like, thanks. <laughs> thanks, uh, Casey. Okay. I've given it some careful some thought careful and analysis. Thought. <laughs> Extremely I'm careful. Very concerned. Uh, you know, who can think of a better movie of my childhood than 1996's Tim Burton mm. classic, Mars Attacks? Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I think. I mean, look for for something that's based on a fucking trading card franchise. <laughs> You know, it'd be like making a garbage pail kids yeah. movie, which they may have actually they done. Did. <laughs> 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 they did. Yeah, actually, I'm um, pretty sure they did recently too. They definitely oh. did. Uh, anyway, Mars Attacks is a cool enough concept because it's got 
annoying but instantly identifiable aliens, not unlike TV's minions. Um, nah. You know, uh, but also that movie had like kind of a ridiculously sort of all star cast yeah. to it. The more you think Jet about Black it, like it's got man. it's got Nicholson, it's got Glenn Close, it's got Pierce Brosnan, it's got Danny DeVito, Jack it's Black. got Michael J. Fox. Was Jack Black? Jack Black was oh, in yeah, it, and right. he, he was, was the, totally was like oh, not shit. a funny guy in that movie. He was totally like just, just, yep, yeah, Fair. yeah, a dick. Yeah, there's just like like a strange amount of really really good talent in this movie, uh, and to see that adapted for you know a TV show that maybe not like a la Walking Dead, but like a million times better than The Walking yeah. Dead. Uh, <laughs> you know, because it's still, you know, you kind of make it more of like a like a survivor story. Instead of zombies, you've got an occupation by an alien force. Yeah. You know, maybe more like a funny version of like V, the mm. series. Yeah, You yeah. know? Um, I think that could do well today. There's not really enough funny shows on TV. I mean, like, the only funny thing I'm watching is Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and that's like just a wacky police procedural. Yeah. yeah. But this, come on, like... Science fiction and comedy on TV, it'll never make any money, but I'll love the hell out of the one season it gets. <laughs> nice. Dave. Well, I was going to say Highlander, mm-hmm. but they did it already in the 90s. Um, so I figured I'd bring the horror aspect of, of it. Did you guys ever watch the movie Demon Knight back in the day? No. Is that Tales from the Crypt? Yes. Is that the one with Billy Zane? So, yes. Yes! <laughs> so, basically... The story of Demon Knight, for those who haven't seen it, is I think it's like what seven or eight people get stuck in like this abandoned church, and they have to fend off demons for the entire night. Um, Now, the reason why it's called Demon Knight is like the main uh, protagonist is exactly that. He's a demon knight. His whole thing is to keep the secret key away from like Billy Zane's character, who's like the devil. And if he gets the key, darkness comes back and demons take over the world, take over the earth, pretty much. and the key is filled with like this sacred blood that if you put it on a doorway, it fills the doorway, so a demon can't get into it. And if they do, they just like get, they explode basically. Um, but what you could do with it is you make an anthology series because when the movie ends, the demon knight dies and he refills the key with like his blood because his blood is holy. Um, and the next demon knight is a young Jada Pickett Smith. Um, so she takes on the mantle and she like basically. Leaves the, she leaves like in a happy ending pretty much. So the whole series could be almost like Doctor Who. You can have one person being a demon knight for like two or three seasons. At the end of their run, they have this big battle with the actual like bad guy demon. They die, and then someone else becomes the next demon knight. Um, and the cool story about it is, you could be a demon knight for you could be running away for like a year. You could be running away for like a couple lifetimes. You can be running away from like several lifetimes. Um, but when you're a demon knight, you pretty much don't age. Whatever age you become the demon knight, that's the age you stay until you pass on the key to another hmm. demon knight. Interesting. Um, How'd it do? The villain, I would love to see William Defoe as the villain, yeah, yeah. as like the actual like yeah. demon guy himself. Um, and as a protagonist, it could be pretty much anyone if they're going to jump around. Um, but if I had to pick somebody... Um, fuck. Who would I pick? I just thought with like William Defoe, it's like it'd be a badass demon. Um, John Ham. I just see John Ham yeah. as like the okay. start off as the first demon yeah. knight. Yeah. You know, start off really strong. He'd be like a very dignified guy, and then passes on to whoever after like his season seasonal mm. run or whatever. 
But that's nice. my pick. Uh, before we go into my pick, from the chat we have um, three ninjas is the inevitable call uh, in response to the Surf Ninja TV show. Of course. <laughs> because they always come up with two of the same thing. Yep. I, I yeah, absolutely Yeah, but Surf agree. Ninjas had uh, surfboards. That's true. And three ninjas so... did not. So they did kick back and they did knuckle up. Oh, fair, fair. Um, I have two different ones. Um, oh, you can stop. We already know yours. What's, what's mine going to be? Uh, we're absolutely going with the 1997 Paul Thomas Anderson classic, Boogie no. Nights. Get the fuck out of here. Even though Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> starring, <not> your, <laughs> starring your Mark boy, Wahlberg. Dirk Diggler, oh my God. Marky Mark. That so, works. Um, that actually At works. First, I, as you were thinking, I was thinking more comedies. I was trying to like figure out like Biodome and like with James Franco oh. and Seth Rogen or Be something like that. Biodome. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, or or <laughs> maybe not <laughs> Seth Rogen, but um, what's his name? The fuck? What's the skinny kid's name? Uh, Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel. Yeah, those two. Um, Dave Franco. Dave. Oh no. <laughs> Dave Franco. Um, and then I started thinking about Mr. other things. I would love for there to be um, an anthology series around the mask. And bring it Ooh, back to what it was supposed good. to be, which like is that. actually super dark and like no one really survives. And having to deal with um, the mask as an addiction mm. rather than like a superpower, that kind of thing. Yeah, I thought that the mask was like... Um, it was like it represented, you know, blow. Yeah. Every time yeah, the character did a big old rail and then just went partying. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Essentially, that's what the mask is. Uh, <laughs> then I thought about, uh, and this is kind of like, kind of not really my childhood, more, I guess, into like the my early teens. Um, the movie Fallen with um, Denzel Washington and John Goodman. Denzel and Washington, I was thinking of that yeah. as, as oh, Dave was good. talking. For those of you who have never seen it, um, it is, I don't know if it's a devil or a demon, uh, but it's, a, it's killing all these people and it can pass from person to person just by touching. And Denzel is the cop who's trying to catch it. It's really fucking cool. They have that um, Time is on my side song playing throughout the whole movie. Which is just a great, yeah. like, whenever you hear someone whistling it, singing it, humming it, you know it's that demon, which was wonderful. Um, I remember I said I was talking about the time I almost yeah. died. Oh, it's so cool because it starts off with um, <laughs> a dude on death row whistling, Time is on my side, which is just like unnerving because it's not, it's not supposed to be on his side. He's marching to his death. Um, Did Denzel Washington put him there because he was a cop in that movie? He was, yes, he was a cop in that movie and he put him there. John yes! Goodman was Nailed his uh, partner. Um, and you also had yeah. some Do Donald Sutherland and James Gandolfini. Rest in peace in there. Also, Casey Jones. Oh, that's right. Elias Codius was in that too. Yep. Oh, yeah, he was the yep. murderer. The original um, murderer. I would probably have Michael B. Jordan as the cop. I love me some like Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. And he's just a good actor in general, I think. Um, and John Goodman would be, I don't know, fucking Seth Rogen. Or John Goodman. Or John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's the dude from This Is Us and was that um oh. that plays Toby on This Is Us? Yeah, and he was also in um Stranger Things. He was also in Stranger Things. Yeah, he'd Things. be he'd be great in that too. Yeah. He was also Taserface. He was Taserface? He was Taserface. 
I didn't know that. that. That's awesome. Phenomenal. I only know that because he was at a convention like not too far from my house, and like there he was, like his photo with Taserface. I was like, no fucking way. I'm I. I bet you it wasn't actually him, and he just was just. He's telling just telling people it is. I'm just kidding. He's milking it. Hey, remember me, Taserface from the the hit movie Guardians Two? No. <laughs> All right. What about Toby? I got yeah. another one. Go on. Okay. Now bear with oh, me. Gosh. This is operating under the no. assumption that I don't. Oh like yeah. So, so you know, shows like in every plot, like Power Rangers, it's essentially the same thing. There's like a monster of the week yeah. kind of deal. Yep. Sure. All right. Television show, mm-hmm. Home Alone. A kid's parents are gone for an indefinite season's amount of time, and a different set <laughs> oh. of burglars keeps trying to break into <laughs> his house every good, episode. Dude. That's so good. <laughs> Damn. Who, who plays That's Kevin? Good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Haley Joel. Old. I was gonna pick one Next of the. Next question. It's the precursor. Enti- entirely too old. <laughs> it's the precursor to Dexter. <laughs> oh. oh my god. And that just no, turns into Saint Elsers. Oh god. Yeah. That's horrible. Uh, I'll take one of the Stranger Things kids. Maybe Finn Wolfhard because yeah. he's sassy. He's sassy so. and doing yeah. I mean, in it, he like stole the entire movie. Mm. Oh god, yeah, he did. Absolutely. Yeah. He did. So, yeah. Now I'm going to kill this fucking clown. That's all you got. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And that's all we got because everyone went. That's it. That's all the time that we have for tonight. This has been issue number 130 of the Back Eighty Funky. Uh, I want to take a moment to just kind of uh, remind everyone to go ahead if you um, have the time and have the ability to do so to go ahead and give us a little bit of feedback on either Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this particular podcast. We super appreciate it. And um, we just love kind of hearing what you like, if you like, all that kind of stuff too. You can also email us at thebcfpodcast at gmail.com directly. Uh, Maybe Dave will send you some enticing pictures. Maybe he won't. I don't know. That's up to him. Things happen. Things Things will happen. It's great. So you don't know until you try. Like being like, no, stop. Pull the mic. Stop it. Um, you can also follow us on. Too late. He's not, he's on, not, here. He's <laughs> not on here. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, <laughs> SoundCloud, know. Twitter, Instagram, and right here on twitch.tv slash badcowdyfunky. Um, I want to take another moment just to thank everyone for, for stopping by and chat tonight. We had uh, good old Boulevard Gaming. Bebo showed up. We got Soul Ghetto Guy Adam showing up um, in chat being super active. If you want to chat with those guys and even oh, I see Jay's back in there saying things. Look at you. Yeah, talking. I, I said shit at people. He says shit sometimes. It's great. Um, <laughs> you want to take part in, part in the live show? Come on down. Or if you just love uh, listening to us on iTunes, that's cool too. Um, gentlemen, as always, we will see you next time or we will see you Another time. We love you, Twitch.tv. Good night!